Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck. Not positive, Thompson. <laughs> Testing-wise, I'm, I'm a positive person. Overall, Just yeah. overall, my COVID tests lately have You're not been. a COVID-positive person. Exactly. That's good. Exactly. I'm anti-COVID. With me, as always, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston, the beloved, benevolent, uh, most loved wonderful human being there is on the planet although he still has anxiety about people hating him i don't understand he receives accolades upon mm-hmm. accolades mm-hmm. Your, your mail driver your mailbox guy i know can't even fit all the fan mail and i get so much fan anymore. mail i don't even receive any of it exactly and despite that he still has anxious nights where he's up at night wondering if he made the, the wrong choice in wording on this twitter post that's every night yeah, and, and every morning when I wake up, like, what did Ambie and Nate post? Yeah. Okay, well, this is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. So make sure you go to goodmorningliberty.locals.com and sign up for as little as five bucks a month so you can hang out with us on the chat and our private Discord every single day of the week when we want to at whatever time we choose. And send Nate more love. He needs yeah. it. That's, why you, that's the main reason you should join. Second yes. reason is to throw hate at Charlie, throw shade at Charlie. Mm-hmm. The first reason is to throw love towards me. It's because I'm too positive. Mm-hmm. It's a balancing act. It is, and that's what it's. That's the way it's got to be. It's weird how that works out. Well, Charlie, since we do have a hard stop today, we got about 45 minutes. Why don't we're going to be talking about a few of Justin Trudeau's comments? He came out of hiding to talk negatively about some of the people that are protesting right now, and then he went back in. He did not see his shadow. And so he is going to be back in for a little bit. And then we got a couple things when it pertains to this uh, virus that's been going around for a couple of years now. I can go ahead and tell everyone uh, about 95% of this episode will not be allowed on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or any of that stuff. We'll put a warning label. Okay. But warning, this podcast is going to be 95% effective at preventing the Moderna vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) kidding uh, yeah. kidding okay you guys know we're kidding okay go ahead um, go ahead whenever you're ready warning this podcast is going to talk about covid is this the swine flu uh That's, yeah uh, well it's the new variant it's the new variant okay. of the swine flu yeah. yeah the bird flu it's the bat flu the bat that's what okay. it is that's what it is mm-hmm. all right you guys saw what was happening north of the border there with our our you know friends in canada if you can call them that i don't know um but justin trudeau this from tnc TNC news. Uh, Trudeau calls convoy truckers uh, tinfoil hats. Says he will not meet with organizers. That's so when you're protesting, these are just a bunch yeah. of Alex Jones following mm-hmm. right wing conspiracy KKK member nut job truck drivers. Even though more than likely most of them are vaccinated. I love that. I love how you can just like you just double down. Mm-hmm. You just triple this. Right now, he's triple stamping the double stamp. Yes. This is exactly what he's doing. He comes, you know, you could have said all kinds of things, but he just comes out and continues to ridicule. Do you think that's going to make this situation any better? Yeah, I'm sure. Right after he said that, the truckers were like, oh, well, I don't want to be ac- accused of being a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist. I, I think I'll go home now. Exactly. I'm kind of, I'm kind of tired. So Prime Minister Justin Trudeau emerged from a secure location. We don't know where he was, folks. He's, he had just emerged 
from a secure location on Monday to denounce the thousands of truckers and their supporters rallying in Ottawa as tinfoil hats whose behavior has disgusted him. Um, You know, this reminds me a lot of when Hillary Clinton called half the country deplorable. Mm -hmm. And so when you, when you attack those people, like, do you think, I feel like they just dig in more. You're not only attacking those people, you're attacking all the people that support them. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, these people have raised like what, $10 million now? It keeps going up. It's, uh, it's, there's, there's literally, there's literally hundreds of thousands of people supporting them, if not millions by now, of course, around our country and in Canada that they're supporting what, what these people are doing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, and to Canadians at home, Trudeau said, watching in disgust and disbelief at this behavior, wondering how this could have happened in our nation's capital after everything we've been through together. This is not the story of our pandemic, of our country, of our people. During his remarks, Trudeau referred to hateful rhetoric, Nazi symbolism, and racist imagery. To characterize the convoy, despite no arrests during the weekend rallies and worldwide support that has united Canadians. Quote, I know you're wondering about what you saw in our capital this weekend, Trudeau said, uh, read to the camera from a prepared statement. Freedom of expression, assembly, and association are cornerstones of democracy. But Nazi symbolism, racist imagery, and desecration of war memorials are not. The comments mark Trudeau's first public appearance since going into isolation from a reported COVID exposure on Friday, which, if you're the Prime Minister of Canada, you have to isolate in a secure location. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Well, but he's got COVID. So if he goes around anyone, they're likely going to die. Being whisked away due to security concerns on Saturday and isolating for a positive COVID test on Monday. Trudeau, who contracted the virus despite getting his third shot on January 4, also reiterated that the way out is not protesting the pandemic. It's getting vaccinated. (laughs) That's the way out of this. I like how they added in that he got his third shot on January 4th. And still contracted COVID. Now, I would put, uh, let's say no more than a 50% chance that he actually left because he contracted COVID. Okay. He left because he didn't want to be there. All right. So we can make the point one about him getting COVID after getting his third dose, which everyone knows is possible. Or to me, even more likely that this COVID diagnosis is total BS. I don't know. So... He then reminded Canadians to reject division and hatred, <laughs> not his division. No. So he, you're right. It's okay. Exactly. Yeah. You're allowed to say things to divide people, but then convince them that they, well, they should just take it on the cheek. Speaking of truckers who aren't taking part in the massive convoy in Ottawa and protests in other cities across Canada, Trudeau said, A, uh, most 90% of you are doing exactly that, getting the shots, and we thank you deeply for everything you've done. The behavior on display this weekend does not represent you. When asked whether uh, he would meet with the convoy organizers, as he did with Black Lives Matter rally leaders in June of 2020, Trudeau said, no, no, just no. I have attended protests and rallies in the past when I agreed with their goals, when I supported the people expressing their concerns and their issues. Black Lives Matter is an excellent example of that said Trudeau, who has repeatedly worn blackface <laughs> and various ethnic outfits over the past decades. This website's not friendly to Trudeau. I don't know if you could tell. I stand with them. Yeah. yeah. So he was doing blackface in like solidarity. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. It wasn't cultural, cultural appropriation. No, it wasn't him. anything like that. No. no. 
Quote, but I have also chosen not to go anywhere near protests that have expressed hateful rhetoric, violence towards fellow, fellow citizens, and a disrespect not just of science, but of frontline health workers. So he, worship is, uh, he worships Fauci, science. He's a Fauciist. Yeah. Yeah. He's a left-wing Fauciist is what he is. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, this is how they, this is, by they, I mean the rulers, the people in power, this is how they feel about you. You know, you're lesser. If you do anything that's against them, you're lesser. You're a tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. But, you know. You don't have a right to protest if they disagree with your goals. Mm-mm, mm-mm, not at all. You're just a terrible, hateful, divisive rhetoric. They're not being divisive. You're the one that's being divisive by protesting what they're doing. Of course. It makes complete and total sense. It doesn't matter, you know, the numbers with the vaccine and, and all that stuff and whether or not you can still spread it after you've been vaccinated and all that. None of that stuff really matters. What matters is that a couple people had Nazi flags during some of these protests, which sounds like it totally makes sense. That's definitely what's really happening. I'm sure they don't work for the FBI or anything like that. Or in this case, the CIA, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, listen, the there, are, there are crazy people. When you have a big group of people, statistically, some of them are going to be crazy. That's just going to happen. But That's you don't the- just look at those people and say that this is what represents the entire group. CBI, it's Canadian Bureau of Well, our CIA, they operate everyone. I'm just saying, you know, we probably did it. In this case, maybe it is the CBI, though. I don't know. Okay. Like there weren't any, um, there wasn't any violence during the Black Lives Matter protests Mm -mm. or anything? No, they didn't um, express any uh, hateful rhetoric or violence towards fellow citizens. That didn't happen. Hmm. But he's right, you know, they... Did respect science because we all know that the that the virus did not attack people at BLM rallies. Exactly. So that's fine. Totally the, fine. The alpha and the delta variant were nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Because... But then, of course, it morphed into seemingly a more racist virus variant over time. Probably what happened. That's why you don't see as many BLM protests now right. because it can hurt people mm-hmm. at BLM protests. Yeah, because so. the virus is 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 you know when it sees racism, it. It's, that's more important, and so it shuts down its yeah. operation. It knows the stats. Exactly. It knows. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, try and get a little bit more canceled. I saw Joe Rogan post this last night. Well, so you know it's fake news. Yeah, so it's definitely fake news. This is from Reuters. Now, they did correct their story because when they first posted it, and I'm sure this was a complete accident on their part, when they first posted it, they said that um, ivermectin showed effectiveness in phase three trials. This is not what that was. This is uh, this is an in vitro in the in the test tube trial for for ivermectin. Okay, so we're just gonna get some of the news out here right here from Reuters. Ivermectin shows antiviral effect against COVID. Japanese company says Japanese trading pharmaceuticals company Kawa on Monday said that anti-parasite drug ivermectin showed an antiviral effect. In horses against Omicron, another no, they didn't say that against Omicron, another coronavirus variants in joint non-clinical research. You're just coming right out and saying the whole word there. <laughs> the company ivermectin without even trying to code name it or nothing. I've already given up on this episode being able to be uploaded to anywhere that's going to be censoring things. Gotcha. So we can just say whatever we want. I will put the full episode on locals immediately afterwards. You know, I wasn't able to put out videos from yesterday's episode because I didn't plug in the soundboard to the computer. And so the video didn't re- record any sound. And then the frame rate was changed when I put it into the uh, video editing software and I couldn't get the sound to line up with the video. <laughs> so well, how about them oranges? What a waste. The company, which has been working with Tokyo's uh, 
Kitasato University on testing the drug as a potential treatment. No wonder you wanted to do this article. You know how to pronounce all these. Well, yeah, these are words. all my native words. Yeah, I exactly. know how to say all this. Did not provide further details, so we don't have the actual <laughs> study in this. The original Reuters story misstated that the ivermectin was effective against Omicron in phase three clinical trials, which are conducted in humans. This one was not. Okay, so everyone keep that in mind. This is a in vitro trial. Okay, which, by the way, is what Rogan has been saying this whole time. He always comes in with ivermectin, he says, but it's been shown to slow down or stop viral replication in vitro. That is what Rogan says all the time. Okay, and so this new study right here is uh, saying what Rogan has been saying about it. The drug is not approved for treatment of COVID-19 in Japan and the U.S. FDA and the WHO and uh, which is, uh, and the, the EU drug regulator Merck, which makes the drug, have warned against its use because of lack of scientific evidence that it has therapeutic effect. The use of ivermectin to treat COVID-19 is currently being investigated in the UK trial run by the University of Oxford. The researchers said on Monday that it was still underway and they did not want to comment further until they have results to report. Mm. So just throwing it out there. I think we're going to end up finding out some stuff pretty soon because uh, from this article, what was saying, that's not the only trial going on. There's uh, quite a few clinical trials going on in humans, not horses yeah. right now. And it's been two years, yeah. by the way. Yeah. You know, we don't think we could test these drugs that's, and, and other things. I mean, it like it, off-label use testing is done all the time, mm -hmm. all the time, on all kinds of things. You would be surprised, actually. And I know Dr. Malone mentioned this on Rogan's podcast, so, but, but anyway, Pepsid, right? Famotidine or Famotidine, however you want to say it, which is Pepsid, has multi-uses across all kinds of things because it's a specific um, H2 inhibitor, um, which a, H2 is a, a protein binding. That was ACE2. Um, well, this is, I don't this know. One, I'm I not think, a doctor. Well, I'm not a doctor either. I could be wrong. ACE2, H2. Something like that. Anyway, whatever. It's an inhibitor. So it works against different kinds of allergies. It works against heartburn and all H2 kinds of things. H2 is correct, by the way. Um, yeah, an H2 inhibitor. So off-label use, people have used it for all kinds of things, um, including Dr. Malone used it when he had COVID uh, for similar things because it, uh, it, it reduces the ability for certain things to bind uh, to these receptors. The, so, the main drug I take every day is prescribed to me for an off-label use. It is not listed for the reason I'm taking it at all. You know, this happens all the time. So what we need to do is just do the test. Let's just see. I think that's what most people want to see is uh, let's do the studies. Let's see if it works. Exactly. Let's just see. Yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> apart from all the other studies that we have, um, let's do some actual blind double-blind clinical trials, all that stuff, really pay attention to what they're doing as far as other medications that they're taking to make sure that it is, in fact, the ivermectin that is that is helping them, and we just need to figure it out. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And, okay. and hopefully uh, they'll release these studies soon and people will have something they can use. Just that, saying. That, that you would have gone to jail for, basically. <laughs> For mentioning not that long ago, which is one thing I found interesting about Joe Rogan's. Uh, oh, talking about misinformation. His, his Instagram video. Yeah. yeah. He brought up three really good examples um, that you would have been banned for mm -hmm. that, that now is widely accepted by science himself. <laughs> 
and <laughs> the mainstream media and everyone else. So it's, you know, those types of things. That's what makes me so angry about all this stuff. You know, I'm, I'm angry in a lot of ways, but uh, the, the, the gaslighting, the not admitting when you're wrong, the, the spelling of different opinions just because you think that they're harming people. I mean, we, this is supposed to be a world where we're able to freely discuss whatever the fuck we want. Whoa. Sorry, mom. You said I just, this. I was using that as an emphasis yeah. that I can say whatever I want. I got you. That's what I was trying You're to trying say. You're trying to drive the point home. Exactly. Okay. I'm trying to like just really nail it in there. Yeah. Earmuffs, everyone. Um, a little late on that, but and, earmuffs. And so, like, like, and that's what is so frustrating is that you can't even ask questions. And like, what, what are we coming to in this world? Like if Joe Rogan gets canceled, that's it. it. It ain't going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just saying, if he were to get canceled, I think that's that. That's like it. That's Did you know be... that Spotify has moved to a bigger podcasting app than Apple now? Now, we don't we don't get most of our listens from Spotify still. Um, but Are they I think dominating the Rogan market is, now? Yeah. I think Rogan's helping with that quite a bit. Single-handedly. <laughs> I was looking at a lot of the numbers, and if they actually canceled Rogan and they lost all of his viewership and all of his subscribers... Mm-hmm. They wouldn't just lose the hundred million dollars that they're supposed to pay Rogan. They would lose billions upon billions and billions of dollars if they did that. So it's they're all in now. I don't think there's anything they can do about it. So anyhow, um, Charlie, you got an article here from Leanna Wynn, who, if everyone remembers, she is the uh, the the lady on CNN all the time talking about how. Uh, we need to lock everyone in their houses until they get vaccinated, basically. Oh, um, nice. That's yeah. Now, listen, maybe that's a little bit more extreme than what she said, but she's like whew, lockdowns, vaccines, mm-hmm. all the stuff that you can possibly do. She She's a, a practicing. She's an orthodoxed. <laughs> she, she's an or, orthodoxed fascist. But right now she's saying that we need to lift all the restrictions. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know. Sometimes orthodox changes. <laughs> but there's a reason that she's saying we need to do it. From the WAPO, an op-ed here. Yes, more variants may emerge in the future. That's why we should lift restrictions now. Her, her point's going to be so we can put them back on harder later. <laughs> As the Omicron, Omicron blizzard recedes and more Americans itch for pandemic restrictions to be lifted, the country is pleading for caution. I am uh, out of internet. Oh, you don't have the internet. No, is yours going? Uh, as far as I can tell, it looks like it's still going. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I still have access to this. So. Okay. Uh, it is precisely because, wait, as with Omicron, they argue the possibility of an unforeseen variant remains a serious threat. It is precisely because of this future threat that we need to allow normalcy now. In areas where hospitalizations are declining, the rapid removal of restrictions with the understanding that they may, do, may need to come back if new threats emerge. Doing so could give wary Americans much needed respite while also preserving public health authority for when it's needed again. See, she is a planner. She is an economic and societal planner. Yes. To, I mean, just an expert at it. She is CNN's planning expert basically she has diaries for her diaries so she's making a calculated move right now saying that if we really want to lock people down hard in the future we're going to have to give them a month of normalcy right now she's playing the long game she's not dumb yeah 
Along with mandatory masking, other precautions should also go, including venue capacity limits and pre-departure testing for international travel. The one pandemic restriction I wouldn't change is the vaccine requirement. In fact, I'd encourage municipalities, businesses, and the federal government to embrace it even more. Double down. What else can you do besides mandates? <laughs> Leanne? Oh. Mandate harder. The single biggest threat to resuming pre-pandemic normal is the strain on our healthcare system. See, that's what everyone's moving to right now. We got to make sure that we keep the hospital capacity. Now, is that because we fired all the nurses and medical care professionals? Is that? That's because everyone's getting sick and dying. Mm. Yeah. So keep vaccine requirements and drop everything else. The vaccinated who have done everything right should not have any restrictions placed on them. It's not fair to them, and it disincentivizes vaccination. Right? They've done everything right, you know? And so it's almost, it goes back to this religion thing, by the way. It doesn't have anything to do with, you know, still being able to spread the virus around, still being able to get it or anything. You did the right thing. You know, you lived as a Fauchist properly. You followed all the commandments that there are. Uh, You got saved. You know, you've accepted Moderna or Pfizer into your heart as yeah. your savior. You were baptized in the waters of vaccination. <laughs> and so <laughs> you don't need any restrictions placed on you. It doesn't matter what the risks are. Mm-hmm. You go in grace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> freedom and grace. So uh, provide proof of vaccination and you don't need to mask. Quarantine when exposed or test before traveling. There would be little preventing you from returning to pre-pandemic life. You could still contract COVID-19. There's no such thing as a zero risk, including from long COVID, but your symptoms will likely be mild and similar to a bad cold. So Um, I put in a part of the CDC study in here. What's funny is she cited a part of the recent CDC study, but she cited one of the numbers of uh, unvaccinated, completely unvaxxed, no COVID or anything versus people who are vaccinated numbers she didn't cite any of the post-covid infection of course or anything like that now i'm not saying everyone should go get freaking covid okay i know that we got to keep saying that every single time uh, due to a binding contract with the fda and cdc that stipulates that we say we don't recommend going and getting covid Mm -hmm. but there the fact remains that we've we've got a reported 75 million covid cases that have happened in the u.s which means you should be allowing for people who also have had COVID if you're going to be this hardcore on vaccines. Well, I have another empirical study. Okay. My wife had COVID. We were together all weekend. I tested negative the whole time. I never got sick. Well, you were were feeling kind of sick, but you There were days I felt, yeah, I felt worse or tired than others, but I tested negative the entire time. Did I have the virus? Probably. But I've, I've been vaccinated and I've had COVID. Yeah, so you're so, strong. So, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a strong. <laughs> All right. So there will be many who cannot let their guard down, including the uh, immunocompromised and parents of young children. They will still choose to be careful and voluntarily limit their activities. Immunocompromised and, see, and parents of young children? I, I guess so, because young children are dying like flies. <laughs> yeah. Those just, things. Just look at the numbers. Yeah, I mean, basically, your your kids turn into maggots in your trash can. <laughs> it's the same thing. You know, it's it's yeah, it's sad. It's sad what's happening to our kids these days. And also, she makes a good point here. She makes a really good point. People who are scared and don't want to risk it, 
they'll still limit themselves. Mm-hmm. They that, should be able to do that. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. They can choose to be careful and voluntarily limit their activities. You know, if this was a virus that was just killing people uncontrollably, it, like no one would leave their house. Yeah. No one would, like no one would leave their house. What do you guys think the rate would take, by the way, in the live group? We've said 5%. One, I, I even think 1% people would make different decisions, more than likely. What do you think? 5%? What would it take for you to really adjust what you're doing uh, for a virus that is... I'd say 5 to 10%. Yeah, somewhere yeah. around there. I, th- I think 5% and I would... And 5% I I'm considering it. I might take a few risks here and there, but I'd be really careful. I'd probably definitely mask up. Mm-hmm. I'd Just wear to make gloves feel properly, yeah. you know, those types of things. 10%, I probably wouldn't take many risks at all. Anything above that, I'm probably not taking any. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting the vaccine. I'm doing everything possible to, because somebody has to continue the race. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, it's not really for me. I'm selflessly protecting myself so the human race can survive i got you all right but it's time to allow most americans to enjoy their spring an effective public health response depends on knowing when to end a state of emergency vaccinated people should enjoy the months ahead and appreciate this period of relative calm while we can before another variant threatens to upend our lives again i've never been next variant is called putin i've never heard of a of a variant threatening to upend our lives. To me, it's always been the government. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's uh, that's from her. And by the way, the whole idea here is that she wants everyone to be locked down. But since we're relatively safe right now, apparently, according to her, she's saying that people should be allowed to be normal. If you're vaccinated only, you should be allowed to be normal. And um, that way, when we need to lock everything down again, they'll be able to do it because if we keep all the lockdowns and all the restrictions in place, not that there are lockdowns everywhere right now, but all the different restrictions and mandates in place, then people are just going to get sick of it and they're not going to work later on. So in some ways she's, she's, she's right that that if you're going to be a societal planner, like if you're going to plan people's lives and you're going to be a government planner and plan how people are going to react to your mandates, she's right about that. But she also seems to be a pretty disgusting person. Uh, it's just wild to me, too. Uh, you can just write whatever. Mm-hmm. Just no logical consistency at all. Well, that, just... was, that was in the Washington Post, so it's fine. They've been kind of going crazy lately. Okay, to the, uh, the topic du jour today. Um, FDA has approved the vaccine from Moderna, uh, which is now to be known as Spikevax. Mm. Spikevax. Okay, so, so we're... It's a full approval, too. Now they're, yeah, full approval here uh, for Rubber people stamped. 18 and older. Okay, so we're going to be reading actually from the... <laughs> we're going to be reading from the book of FDA today, actually straight from them, not from any of the news organizations, so directly from the FDA. If you'll... Turn your Bibles <laughs> exactly to <laughs> FDA. When Fauci talks in here, it's uh, going to be highlighted in red. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter four, verse one. Start with verse one. <laughs> Today, the FDA approved the second COVID-19 vaccine. Amen! <laughs> the vaccine has been known as the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. The approved vaccine will be marketed as Spikevax 
for the prevention of COVID-19 in individuals 18 years of age and older. Can I get a hallelujah for that? Safe and effective vaccines are our best defense could against wait, the COVID. You, sorry. Could you imagine churches now, instead of having baptism Sunday, they have vaccination Sunday. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they, that's happening somewhere. They, they line people yeah. up and they do this whole <laughs> spiel about how it's time to go public with your faith. Have you accepted Moderna into your arm as <laughs> your <laughs> Lord and Savior? And protector. Okay. All right. Safe and effective vaccines are our best defense against the COVID-19 pandemic, including currently circulating variants. The public can be assured that this vaccine was approved in keeping with the FDA's rigorous scientific standards. The SpikeVax Spike Biologics License application builds upon the data and information that supported the EUA, the Emergency Use Authorization, such as preclinical and clinical data, as well as details of the manufacturing process and the sites where the vaccine is made. Okay, so just to clarify a little bit right here, and anyone in the group here, before we get any further into this, let me say this. Um, I am looking for what I'm missing in this story, okay? And, I, and I'm completely willing to be way off base on what I feel like I'm finding from the study that I have found and from this press release from the FDA. What I seem to be finding... I feel like you're pretty based, though. What I, what I seem to be finding... Nate is based. And everyone can correct me if I'm wrong. Send me an email, charlie at goodmorningliberty.us if uh, you figure out where I'm wrong. This data is not only not including Omicron, which they admit. I think this data is barely, if at all, including Delta and is mostly including the Alpha variant, which is what the vaccine was tailored towards, which basically no one is getting. Okay, so they're building upon the data that supported the EUA by doing the the safety data afterwards, several months afterwards. All right. The approval of spike vax is based on the FDA's evaluation and analysis of follow up safety data and effectiveness data from the ongoing randomized placebo controlled blinded clinical trial that supported the December 2020 EUA for the vaccine and information from post EUA experience to further inform safety and effectiveness. All right, now some of the, the dates that we're going to get to will be pretty important. The updated analysis to determine effectiveness of spike facts included 1,400 vaccine recipients and 1,400 placebo recipients, 18 years or older, who did not have evidence of a prior infection. The data used for the analysis were accrued before the Omicron variant emerged. These data demonstrated that spike vax was 93% effective in preventing COVID-19 and 98% effective in preventing severe disease. Now, here's the issue. This is before Omicron. It's definitely before Omicron. I also can't find any data of it being that effective against Delta. So that, that's where I'm having an issue, is we know that it was losing its, effective, its effectiveness against Delta. Now, the one thing that might make this possible is they essentially follow people for nine weeks to measure the effectiveness. The median response was, uh, was nine weeks. And so within the first... Uh, two months, essentially, it's got stronger numbers than, of course, when you get out to four or five months when it drops down quite a bit. I'm just trying to figure out what data they're actually pulling here. Additionally, the FDA conducted a rigorous evaluation of the safety surveillance data pertaining to myocarditis and pericarditis. Following vaccination with the Moderna vaccine has determined that the data demonstrate increased risks, particularly within seven days following the second dose. 
with the observed risk highest in males 18 to 24 years of age. Available data from short-term follow-ups suggest that most individuals have had resolution of symptoms. However, some individuals required intensive care support. Mm. Information is not yet available about potential long-term health outcomes. But it's still going to get the full approval. All right. The FDA conducted its own benefit risk assessment using modeling to predict how many using modeling to predict how many symptomatic COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, intensive care unit admissions, and deaths from COVID-19, the vaccine uh, 18 years or older, would prevent versus the number of potential myocarditis, pericarditis cases, and all the other stuff. The FDA has determined that the benefits of the vaccine outweigh the risk of myocarditis and pericarditis in individuals 18 years of age and older. Okay. So, so less people are going to the hospital being admitted to ICU or dying from the vaccine than they would from COVID in that age range. Yeah. Um, and mm. so they're, they're saying that the benefits outweigh the risk. Now, here's where we're not trying to be some kind of crazy tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist here, okay? The chances of having a negative vaccine reaction are extremely low, just like the chances of dying from COVID are extremely low, okay? They're both very low. As far as things to worry about in your life, it's probably really far down on the list. Okay, but I am trying to figure out what kind of data they're using because I want to see whether or not they're lying about this or they are fudging the numbers or cherry picking their stats to be able to have this news release just so we could know. Like, why wouldn't they just be up, up front about it? Because what I'm wondering is if this data is from either early Delta or mostly OG COVID, then then they determine that the benefits outweigh the risk. But what about whenever you lose all the efficacy with Omicron? Then do the benefits outweigh the risk? That's the data that I would want to see. And we're not going to have that data right now because Omicron's pretty new. Okay, so I'm not saying they should already have that. I'm just saying that's what would matter right now. They're approving it right now. And they're putting in a press release that it's 93% effective at preventing COVID infections. 93%. We're nowhere close to 93% right now. Not even close. In fact, it's negative. Yeah. <laughs> against Omicron. Like, so that's what I wanted. I, I just want the actual numbers for right now. Because approving this based on the data from, from the alpha variant or early in the delta variant, including some of those numbers, doesn't matter for right now. You know, it did matter for Omicron is when they pulled the EUA for the uh, monoclonal antibodies a couple weeks ago because they weren't as effective against Omicron. Then the Omicron uh, benefit-risk ratio mattered, you know, but we're not going to take that into account right now. We're just going to throw out the full approval. It's weird to me. I pulled some of this, some, uh, some studies, by the way, the website. Um, this site is intended for U.S. vaccination providers only. This is Moderna's uh, clinical study website, <laughs> just so you know. So I took a screenshot of that. <laughs> you don't want anybody else to look at this. Yeah, don't read this. This is not for you. This is just for vaccine providers. So this is where they talk about the efficacy right here. Um, Moderna found 94.1% efficacy. Guys, this is not definitely not from Omicron, which they say in the press release. We don't have any data of this with Delta either. And in fact, I can, I can just tell you um, some of the data that we have at Delta. Right here, real quick. Okay, this is from Stanford. Uh, the study is one of the first to analyze the effectiveness of vaccination during the outbreak of the Delta variant. This is in a prison, okay? The researchers found that although the estimated vaccine effectiveness against infection, uh, 
was substantially lower than the found in studies conducted before the Delta variant. Protection against symptomatic infection remained high at 84%. In a man who previously had COVID-19, the vaccine reduced the risk of subsequent infection by 80.5%. So in this prison, they have 56.6% for Delta. Uh, and then we have another one here from Medical Express. Study confirmed effectiveness of all variants during the study period, although we did find a drop in effectiveness over time against Delta from 94% effectiveness in the first two months. Remember, the trial for the press release covered nine weeks. From 94% effectiveness in the first two months after vaccination to 80% effectiveness after six months. Protection against hospitalization due to the Delta variant remained high at 98% effectiveness, which matches up with their numbers from, from, uh, from earlier. Here's another one from NASDAQ.com. Of course, that matters because of Moderna. A study conducted on more than 50,000 patients at the Mayo Clinic found that the effectiveness of Moderna's vaccine against the Delta variant fell to 76% in July when the Delta variant cases were at their peak. The earlier efficacy of the vaccine said at 86% at the beginning of the year. More recently, and this is from NBC Chicago. I didn't put that, I didn't put that at the top of here. This is from NBC Chicago. They're saying more recently, real-world real world data from the United Kingdom has shown that Pfizer and Moderna's vaccines are only about 10% effective at preventing symptomatic infection from Omicron 20 weeks after the second dose, according to a study from the UK Health Security Agency. However, the original two doses still provide good protection against severe illness. The study five. And here's another one. Oh, Which I is put awesome that link true. right there. Uh, booster shots are up to 75% effective at preventing symptomatic infection, according to this other study right here against Omicron. So... Why are we getting the press release saying that Moderna is 93% effective at preventing infection? That's my question. That's the main question I'm asking right now. Well, because it's true for their timeline. Yeah, it's true for the study yeah. period. Now, if you notice, it said that it was 94% effective in the first two months. Mm -hmm. And the average of reported back was nine weeks, and it's 93% effective. So they did factor in that last week. <laughs> one more week in That there. one week yeah. brought it down a percentage <laughs> point yeah. from 94% effective to 93% I gotcha. effective. Um, and a lot, I, th I see a lot of people recommending mixing and matching, by the way. So mm -hmm. if you had uh, two doses of Pfizer, you should get the booster of a Moderna. If you had the two doses of Moderna, you should get the booster of Pfizer. It turns out Pfizer seems to be the worst one uh, of them all. <laughs> and uh, even the Johnson, as far as longevity is concerned, like even the Johnson and Johnson vaccine was better in yeah. longevity um, than, than uh, the others. So, um, but so, yeah, I mean, they're printing that because they can based on the timeline that they're giving you. Yeah. It's just, I find it weird that they're doing this full approval now. I wrote down some questions in here, which I just blew through earlier, but first, I, did, I did get Pfizer. First Costco. comment I have was a uh, good thing they approved it because that would have been awkward. <laughs> they wouldn't have. Yeah. Can't exactly get a refund on that or anything. Um, and that's another weird thing to me. Like, hey when, man, I'd like to return my shot. <laughs> when I Can I saw, give back my baptism? <laughs> when I saw that they approved it, I just went through this cycle in my head of like people are taking something that wasn't fully approved. Like, why is it a big deal that they fully approved it? Why even do that? It's already okay for people to take, obviously. Heck, you're making it illegal for people to not take it in some cases. So why are we even po posting out that it's fully approved? It clearly doesn't matter. And which... In, in which case, uh, posting that it's fully approved means that that does matter. Okay, that's what they're trying to say, that that does matter. But we've already been forcing people to take it. 
for this entire time. Well, because now people can't have an exemption of experimental medication. Yeah. Like, well, this is fully approved by the FDA now, so it's no longer experimental. Mm -hmm. We've taken the time to sift through this thing over the last two years. It's it's safe. We don't know long term, but guys, it's (laughs) safe. We don't know long term. We know it's at least safe for a year or so. Um, now, I, I I personally still fall into that category, um, but this is based on a long history of vaccinations. Yeah, I, I, I do too. And like I said earlier, I'm not, I really mean nothing by any of this other than I want them to give us the actual data that's relevant to the time that we're in right well, now. And this has been that's the what whole, I want. This has been the problem the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. Is things like what Trudeau is saying, what the what the left is mainly saying, all these people that are gaslighting you, manipulating you, giving you false data. Like the whole thing is like, just tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Just tell the truth. It's okay to come out on stage and be like, I don't know. We don't know yet. Like we're all asking the same questions. We're trying to find the truth. As soon as we have the information available, we'll give it to you. Yeah. You know, we think right now that your safest bet is to probably go with the vaccine. We don't know what the long-term effects are. We don't know what the long-term effect of COVID are either. We don't know either. We're trying to figure this all out. Like, just be honest. And the whole time, they haven't been. They've said they know. Exactly. That we know for sure. Yeah. This We are science. And in fact, if you question what I'm saying, then you're a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist. Exactly. That's what you are. And that's been the problem the whole, like literally the whole time. We've talked about this from the very beginning of this freaking pandemic. And I'm so tired of talking about, literally, I'm tired of talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like it, they just can't just provide data and allow people to make up their own minds. This is where it becomes like the real elitists are the ones who think that you're too dumb to know what's good for you yeah and this is like this is just another sign of an empire coming to an end i i think that's you're, all i think you're right about that at least you're not being dramatic or anything you i'm know. not no no it's probably likely i didn't say the f word again no we can be negative today tomorrow's white pill wednesday we can be as negative as we want today that's right yeah so that's fine you know we uh we have to go in like five minutes so we don't we don't have to get into this next one because it's kind of tough oh speaking of you know just to mention one thing real quick you just said the people just knowing what's best for you, the leaders knowing what's best for you. It's really funny. There was this poll coming out. You, know, you hear them talk about uh, whether or not America is on the right track. And you see how many people think that we're on the right track. Well, only like 22% of the people that responded thought that we were on the right track. Okay. 72% actually thought that we were on the wrong track. Mm-hmm. And Gaslight NBC put out this article basically saying that, um, well, this poll doesn't matter. And uh, these people don't know, you know, what they're even, what question they're even answering or anything like that. I just thought it was, it was pretty funny. Like literally they just talk about how stupid this poll is. It doesn't mean anything that people, uh, people don't really know what this question means and, and all that. It was just, you know, as I was reading, I was like, they're saying that, yeah, this poll says this, but people are too stupid to even answer it. And they are right about one thing. That's a subjective question. You know, what, or what, what makes you think that we're on the right track? You know, I haven't thought we were on the right track ever, I guess, except for back when I was a hardcore statist. Then I was like, this is the best freaking track I've ever been on, man. This as is long awesome. As we got George W. in there. Yeah. I, w, man, that's that's my man. <laughs> I wish I could vote for him three times. <laughs> anyway, um, so what but that... isn't re- that something? What it really it's- means is you, uh, do you have a positive outlook for the country based on where we're headed right now. That's essentially what it's asking them 
the, bol- the large majority of people are saying no. Yeah. I don't have it. But turns out you're too stupid to answer the question yeah. anyway. It's like I, I come to you and you're like, hey, man, are you, how are you feeling? And I'm like, oh, I'm kind of sad. And you're like, no, you're not. <laughs> you even know what sad means. You know, exactly. How could you even <laughs> possibly understand that emotion? Yeah. There's no way you could understand. That. Of course you're happy. You're happy because I'm here. <laughs> I'm leading you into happiness. How dare you be sad about that? It, yeah, it's just unbelievable. It's literally like you say, it's Gaslight AB, uh, Gaslight NBC. So, all right, folks, if you enjoyed today's episode, as I know that you did, then please go to goodmorningliberty.locals.com. Sign up for the live group. Sign up for the whole year. Get yourself a discount when you do that. It's, uh, it's fairly cheap. I mean, we don't ask a lot. We didn't even do an inflation adjustment. And nope. so uh, we don't ask a lot. This money goes to pay for Nate and all of his hard work. Um, That's true. And all the bills that we incur around this place. Mm, so it's a lot of them. Fighting for liberty. It also goes into advertisements and spreading the message. And we do a lot of good things with it. So if you believe in liberty, then put your money where your fingertips are and click the button to subscribe. That's I agree. That's what I say. Also, go to mastermytrades.com and watch me live every morning at 8 a.m. Going through the market, seeing what's happening, telling you what I'm going to trade that day, what I'm watching. Market's been pretty crazy lately. Mm-hmm. It's actually the best time to get in. People see it going down. They're like, ooh, I'm glad I'm not trading in the market right now. That's a good time to be getting in. That's when the people get in there and they make a lot of money. You got to do the opposite. You do the opposite of what most people are doing. Mm-hmm. That's right. You capitalize on the fear mastermytrades.com hit that follow button on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review and then if you're bored after that then you can go (laughs) subscribe to all of the things we got out there which is uh, YouTube and Rumble and Twitter and Gitter and all the fun things so if you do all of those things we'll be back again tomorrow for some good news White Pill Wednesday hope you have a good day and a good morning Liberty Liberty